Heavy Metal Rock. Robert Cavuto from My Global Mind. How are you? Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm doing great. Very excited to talk to you today. So thank you for taking the time. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I really enjoyed the show, I have to tell you. I think it was a, you guys did a tremendous job putting that together. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, you, you did a terrific job of hosting Gibson's TV Metal and Monsters. Um, how did the show come about, as well as the opportunity for you to host it? romantic. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I went to see John Carpenter two years in a row. He played the Hollywood Palladium okay. um, on Halloween night. And if you live in LA and you don't go see John Carpenter on Halloween night, if you're that kid, <laughs> you're a jerk. <clears throat> so I did. And, uh, the second year, I actually ended up going by myself, kind of last minute. And as I'm leaving, this guy, I'm getting in a lift, and this guy taps me on the shoulder, and he says, my name's Todd, I work for Gibson, let's get in touch. Wow. And we stayed in touch for about a year, just trading music and bringing each other records and stuff. It was, it was kind of cool. It just kind of became, you know, friends. And he called me up one day, and he said, what do you think about a show where we cover monsters and music in some format? And there we go. And we took about two and a half years mm -hmm. of kicking the idea back and forth. During the pandemic, uh, we couldn't really get a whole lot scheduled. It was people weren't leaving the house. And LA was really shut down. So we had this great, gestation fermentation time if you will like to really hone in what we were going to do on the show but really what the intent was for the show mm -hmm. because it's it's real easy to just kind of schlep it together and you know oh, okay two people and then, but it was re we really took a we really took our time and made sure that we were we weren't just making some puff piece piece of television. Like we, we really wanted the, the, we really wanted the love and the celebration of the art of all of it to come through. So I'm really great. I, it was frustrating because every time we, we thought we were going to get off the ground and get the production fired up, we couldn't right. like, you know, and we, you know, we took our time location scouting and went to the theater probably five times. Uh, you know, so it was, 
in, in hindsight, I'm so grateful that we had, it was kind of a slow burn mm-hmm. because it, it really allowed us to trim the fat and, and really dial it in. So. Oh, that's great. You know, it does come across as very well thought out, well produced, and the segments flow extremely well, as well as the, the fun commercials like the Kiss Mego dolls between your segments. It's, it's great. I thought it worked out really well. <laughs> kind of hits. It kind of hits uh, uh, some of our demographic right on the head. Like I'm look, I'm looking at uh, all four of those guys in a glass case right now. You know, I and it's think. like if you had those things when you were a kid, or you even inherited them from your older brother, like you know, you're our you're our customer. That was me. Not I got, I got yeah. the four in the boxes. <laughs> oh yeah, you're that guy. I'm that guy. Next level. Amazing. <laughs> I'm John Five Level. <laughs> Ooh, okay, that's that's serious business. That is serious business, yeah. Now I have to tell you, um, have you always been enthralled with monsters growing up? Um, because you come across extremely knowledgeable on the subject. Well, thank you. Um, yes, I uh, I saw Scooby Doo. <laughs> Okay, not what I thought you were going to say, but cool, go ahead. <laughs> Scooby, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo was the greatest gateway drug for monsters, mm-hmm. for a child of the 70s, mm-hmm. that I could have possibly asked for. They were colorful. Sometimes they were kind of scary. They were kind of... Some of them were so weird, I still find a few of them unnerving. Wow. Um... And, you know, I fell in love with Daphne. So I would show up, I'd show up to hang out with my girlfriend when I was five. <laughs> and, you know, here comes Dr. Coffin or whoever the villain was on the show, the witch or the zombie. Like, I loved all of them. Yeah. And, what, and, you know, my brother, my brother was babysitting me one night and this black and white movie was on television. And it was psycho. Wow. And I didn't know what it was until I was about 12. And I watched it all the way through and could understand what was going on. But mm-hmm. I remember seeing Vera Miles turning Mrs. Bates around in the basement. Yep. And seeing the light bulb swinging from the ceiling with the eye sockets. And it just melted my brain. I, I don't know what it was, but I, I never forgot that image. You know, and the other thing about television that was cool growing up in the 80s is you had UHF stations. Mm-hmm. And they would kind of, you know, they would run marathons on the weekends, on Sundays. Bruce Lee or Three Stooges or Laurel and Hardy movies even. And one day they ran all the Frankenstein movies in a row and they tinted them green. <laughs> And I watched, I mean, I I stared at the TV from like nine in the morning to like six at night until my eyes fell out of my head and, you know, watched Frankenstein all the way through like House of Frankenstein. And I just, I had this, I had this sympathy for Frankenstein Mm -hmm. at a young age. I really connected with them. I felt... I grew up in Texas, and if you really wanted to play outside in the summertime, 
you could, but you'd only last a few hours, you know, because it was so hot. Right. And I, I spent a lot of the night inside. Unfortunately or fortunately, I was raised by television. And I really connected with the loneliness of Frankenstein. Wow. But also the the repulsion of it. I mean, he's a sewn-together dead guy, you know, who didn't really ask to be there. Yes. And there's just something about that that psychologically really connected with me. And, you know, there's a... I, that's, that, was really the, that was really the moment. And then as I grew up and I found... I found Fangoria magazine. Right. I was like, okay, this I is that. Yep. Yeah, I, I, you know, in Famous Monsters of Filmland, I found out a, a little bit later. I, I, I knew who all my friends were. You know, <laughs> they were, they were fictional characters. And I, one of my favorite things to do, I was, an, I was artsy, artsy, craftsy when I was a kid, and my mom would take me to the drugstore, and my favorite thing to get was a package of construction paper paste and and like markers and crayons Mm -hmm. and i would make and i would cut up arms and legs and heads and t-shirts and pants and i would make monster paper dolls and hang them all over the house like year round this is what i did year round was just (laughs) an halloween i used to to drive her nuts because it was you know scotch tape all over the windows uh but anyway that so i knew who my friends were at an early age that's great is there a period of horror movies or a particular genre of movies that really resonates the most with you? Yes. I love I love I, I, I mean I love I love the silent films too. I love like I love Nosferatu and mm-hmm. the early the early 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 Frankenstein the Edison uh, Frankenstein but I love the universal era on not specifically universe but i love i love the rko val luton movies mm-hmm. that he, you know that he made in the 40s that like the uh body snatcher and cat people and curse of the cat people seventh victim you know the movies where it was just really he had no budget no time uh it was just about shadows it was yeah. about what you didn't see yeah it was about what was insinuated, and I, honestly, that's that's my favorite stuff. And I, you know, I love Mario Bava. I've I've studied Mario Bava my whole life. I love the Giallo genre. Black Sunday, as I mentioned in the shows, in yes. my top three. Uh, there's a, a weird old movie with Christopher Lee called Horror Hotel that I love. Oddly enough, when you listen to Rob Zombie's Dracula. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the song, you hear Christopher Lee saying "superstition, fear, and jealousy." That's from Horror Hotel. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Uh, so I, I just, I was so lucky to have found that stuff at an early age. And then growing up in the '80s, you had all the Nightmare on Elm Street films, right? And you had the Halloween films that were still being produced. I saw Halloween Four in the theater. I saw Nightmare. Uh, three, that was the first one I saw in the theater. And, you know, like Friday the 13th Part 7 was, I think, the first one I saw in the theater. So, like, late 80s, I was so lucky to have that stuff in the neighborhood. And then I could go back and 
I would ride my bike to the video store. That's where I spent my money. And I would go to the video store, and that's where I discovered The Exorcist. And I discovered The Omen and Evil Dead. And I I couldn't make it through the first Evil Dead the first time I watched it. I I made the mistake of watching it while I was home by myself. Oh, that's a mistake. Yeah, at night. And I had to stop it halfway through and go, this is too much. Like, I had to take a a break, you know, and, you know, the chainsaw movies, like, I was, I lived in Texas, I was fascinated with, even though it wasn't based on events that happened in Texas, I found the folklore of it cool, so I I was, I was right place, right time with a lot of that stuff, but really the classic, the black and white, the black and white stuff just speaks to me, I don't know if it's a past life thing, (laughs) And I feel like I'm hanging out with friends or people I knew or what it is. But, you know, the newer stuff, I, wa- I watch everything. But I can do most times without the gore. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you 100% on that. I get it. There's artful ways to do it and all that stuff, you know. But I don't, I don't necessarily need to see it to be entertained. I don't mm-hmm. need a body count. It's true. I just need, I just need some sh- some shadows and some good lighting and a good story. And, there, and I'm, and, there's I'm some warmth to those um, those old movies, and they're entertaining. They're still there's, the black and white makes them scarier too, and I think there's some warmth. But I do agree with you. Um, I'm not a big fan of the gore. Um, I don't I don't like to see all that. I like the suspense. I like the scary, but and the surprise. I, you were far braver than me when I was a, you were a kid. I um I would see the commercial for The Exorcist and not be able to sleep for weeks. I would see the commercial for Alien and not be able to sleep for weeks. So I never ventured out into later life into watching those. So kudos to you for being brave. You know what was weird? I, for some reason... I grew up in a really religious house too, mm-hmm. and I, the fact that I could get away with watching some of this stuff still blows my mind. Yeah, I, I first time I watched The Exorcist, I don't know what it was about religious horror that spoke to me, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I would—I don't even think I've ever told this story. I would—I re- recorded the movie through my stereo onto cassette tapes and I would listen to the oh, exorcist on my walk on my Sony Walkman on the bus on the way to oh, school I'd be walking into my I'd be walking into a middle school class at eight in the morning after you know listening to <laughs> I don't have to repeat it but you know <laughs> that's hardcore that is hardcore that, that's what I had. That's what I had for breakfast. Pop t- tarts and you know Reagan. That's funny. You know, your first the first episode of Metal and Monsters features or pairs Don Dockin with uh, Robert Englund of uh, Freddy Krueger fame, which was really well done. As I said, there's some great interaction between the three of you. Um, being such a fan of that genre. Um, was there anything that they talked to you about that really surprised you during the interview? Um, off camera, yes. Really? Yeah, they. Robert, oddly enough, was was early. There was no traffic that morning, mm-hmm. and Don 
Don got stuck in traffic coming from where he was coming from. So Robert and I had about two hours alone in a room with my Fangorias. (laughs) And I could just ask questions. It was... I can't, you know, to say... To somebody, to say somebody means a lot to you, it's just something you know. A lot of people in entertainment say a lot, but it, it's really true. Robert, Robert was the Vincent Price of my generation. Yes, I agree. You know, and if the worst character Vincent Price ever played, like the meanest god, like you compare Doctor Fives to Freddy Krueger. It's like it's like if Doctor Fives was on a six, Freddy Krueger was on an eleven. You know, like mm-hmm. of just villainy. And my generation, you know, was desensitized enough to swallow that character and turn him into an action figure. I mean, I'm I'm looking at an action figure. I'm right here. I'm like a pull-string doll. You know, like he was Freddy Krueger became an American icon in yeah. the '80s. But it took a special person to do that. In, in, a, in a perfect storm of a character, a makeup, Wes Craven's creativity, and Robert's classically trained talent. Mm-hmm. And I have the utmost respect for Robert as an artist. Like, he, I, I love his Phantom of the Opera. And I mean, love it. Like, I, I, I grew up with him on V. I was a big, you know, science fiction nerd when I was a kid, and I never missed an episode of V. So to have the, to have celebrated him my whole life, I mean, I have, you know, so many Freddy Krueger t-shirts and poster magazines, toys, I have everything. I was such a, a fan of his. So to have the alone time with him, just the two of us in a room was one of the most special moments in my adult life. Wow. And it really, and, it, and, it, and it's, I, unfortunately, I've had a lot of those where I've found myself face to face behind closed doors with someone that I really, really love. And I'm, I count myself to be extremely fortunate. And, I, and what it, you know, kind of the trip I get on with this stuff is that the the universe acts like an echo chamber, and you, the more energy you give something or somebody or something, mm-hmm. the more it's just bouncing around out there, and like a boomerang, at some point, it's going to come find you. You just got to kind of be ready to receive it. I agree. And it was one of those moments. I, I just sat there for two hours and he was telling me things that I probably shouldn't know. And I was like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, I just kept <laughs> myself going, this, and I have a phone, someone, someone walked by the room we were sitting in and took a, Todd, my partner, walked by and took a picture of us just, just shooting the shit. Yeah. And the look on my face, the look on my face is like 
Santa Claus explaining to me how he makes the toys. Wow. But like, I, it just reads, it reads from outer space that I'm just like, oh, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was, it, you know, for us to have waited two and a half years to shoot the show and we knew Robert was the first guest and God bless him. He was such a sport and hung in there with us with all the schedule changes. So, so to be sitting there in that moment after all of those years, like I, I, I just, it was just such a, such a great reminder that you are what you eat, you know? What a great story too. What a great insightful story and, you know, showing your, your true passion for it. It's, it, and it came across, it truly came across your passion about oh, the show. You know, I did, what I really loved about the show was the versatility and the limitlessness of the artists that you could start to interview between the horror and the, you know, the music. It's a tremendous connection. Have you reached out to other people about taking part in future episodes? Well, the good news is we shot three episodes that week. Wow. Really? The bad news is I can't tell you who these oh, are. All right. I can't say, I can't say this. Yeah. The, the, the format of the show, uh, we, we like to consider it kind of baked, but the, within that framework, it slides around. So sometimes you're going to get two monsters. Sometimes you're going to get two metal guys. Really? Okay. Uh, and then the monster segments are elsewhere at the show and vice versa. So we're still covering the same things. We're just, it's still the same peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's just, we're cutting it into different shapes. Fair enough. I get and, it. Yeah. And that, and that's allowed us to schedule more. Um, not, not, it's very, very challenging, even in post COVID world to, for people's schedules to sync up, yep. you know, I'm in, I'm in two bands. Yep. And I've got, I feel like I've got like eight jobs. So it's like, you know, it's, it's just, it's challenging to get in the, in the production's big, the location's big. It's a lot of moving parts and it really takes, it really takes a tremendous effort to do a show like this because it's not just whoever you're going to get. It's not, we're not just throwing darts at the wall. Agreed. We're really, we're really making an effort to, to, to really dial in each episode and make each episode special. And what's been cool, not giving anything away, is that the, you talk about the kind of the synergy that was going on between the three of us on stage in the first episode. Mm -hmm. That, that continues. So what's been neat is it's been neat to go, you know what would be great? So-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so. and then you get everybody on the stage. And then I just kind of open the can and get out of the way. Oh. The rest, the, the rest is magic. Because mm -hmm. then I, 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 I'm sitting there with my mouth open going, oh my God, I didn't know you guys knew each other from this and this and that. Like yeah. the things that have, the stories that have come out, just by putting the elements on the stage and staying out of the way of it has been really amazing. And 
Is it the same I, building? Did you do it all in the same theater? Oh yeah. Cool. I like that. I like that location. It was sharp. It's it's absolutely haunted. Really? It's it's I I am as skeptical as you can get with that stuff. And with on our third tour through, we had a guy who we needed to get to know the electrical in the building. And we had a guy who looks after who looks after the building uh, who we hadn't met yet walk us through. And he, and and I just said one day as kind of a joke, I'm like, oh, we heard a sound. I said, and I said, oh, you know, must be the ghost or something. And he goes, he goes, oh, you guys know about that, right? And we're like, what do you mean? And he goes, and he pulls out his phone and he shows us video. And all my hair stood up. I went, are you oh, wow. fucking kidding me? He showed us video that I, I I could explain it, but you wouldn't believe me. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" <laughs> so, and we would keep, you know, we would keep long hours at the, you know, we we lit for a couple of days, and mm-hmm. I mean, we were there for a, we were there for a week. And I would find myself downstairs sometimes, going, "You know, I don't." Was, is there anybody else down here? <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, grown ass man looking over his shoulder, like, huh, I wonder. Hmm, no, there's no yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big horror fan, but no, there's nobody behind me with an axe. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm telling you, if I if I was ever on the fence about the unexplained, I am a believer now. Very cool. Great stories. You know, um, speaking of the perfect pairing, is uh, the Haxons and John Five are going out touring later this month. It seems like a no-brainer that you put this tour together. How did it finally come about? We've been trying for years, and I mean, talk about this is speaks to uh, my point about schedules. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody in this town's so busy. Yes, everybody in entertainment's busy, and. It just hasn't worked. We've tickets have even gone on sale for the John Five Haxons tour years ago, and it wasn't all confirmed. And managers talking to managers, and it's just it's just that it takes an act of God in Congress. So it's uh, it's been a long time coming. Yes, we always kind of thought it would. I mean, I guess we'll find out soon, but. We always thought it was a good idea. Uh, you know, John and I obviously get along well and, and can survive in uh, unusual conditions together. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I agree. Ashley and I are a small footprint. In fact, now there's literally just two of us. It's a two-person show, okay. so it's a uh, it's. Uh, you know, and we're all kind of cut from the same cloth. We we we're all we're all nerds, and it's it's a it's it's a cool it's a cool environment. I mean, like I said, we'll see. You know, we'll see what you know putting you know putting boots on the ground looks like. But like it, uh, it's all in our heads. It's all very. It all works already. I so. agree. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I plan to go to the one in Pennsylvania, Sellersville. I'm close to that area. On May eighth. So. I'll be out there for oh, that. Oh, awesome. And, awesome. Uh, you know, any plans to come out and maybe do a jam at the end, the two of you guys? Because that would be pretty cool, too. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. 
it hasn't come up yet, but you never know. All I right. Mean, we, you know, yeah, it's uh, we'd have to we'd have to we'd have to do something pretty cool. I think. And I think you, you, I think you, know? you guys could come up with that. Now, uh, that, we could. Also, you released um, Paxson's released a new song in February, "All the Roses." Are you planning on doing a full album? There is a full album. Cool. Uh, it's called "The Dead and Restless," and it comes out October seventh. All right. And it's our second full length, twelve original songs. There's no covers on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really proud. The first record's very much a party record. Yes, hundred percent. The art, the artwork, the flow of it. Um, you know, Vampire is a little mellow, but the the rest of the record is very up and fun and sugary. Yes. Um, this record's different. It's it's a it's it's oddly a companion piece to the first record, but it tonally it's different and it's a little more adult and a little more uh, darker tone wise. I agree. And what's cool is all the songs, all of the songs on album two were written and demoed at the same time as album one. Okay. And they oddly just sorted themselves into different buckets. It kind of, album one and two just kind of put themselves together. Like those, the songs on album one found each other and the songs on album two found each other. It's like dropping two magnets on the table and you know, this one grabs the paper clips and this one grabs the thumbtacks. It was just like one of those weird, Yeah. One of those weird things that we couldn't have really predicted and didn't really plan, but we wrote so many songs when we first got together, and it just worked out like that. And the cool thing is, which no one knows yet, I'll tell you, but the, we cool. so during the pandemic, we were about ready to turn in album two, and we had a tour booked with Wednesday 13 that fell through because mm-hmm. everything shut down. So we called the label and we're like, hey, can we just go back to the studio and keep working? And they were like, yeah. And we tur- we just finished album three, turned it in. Wow. Which is all, which is all covers. Okay. And it's, and it's really fun, really eclectic. There's some, I, I think there's some really cool surprises on it. And um, it's its own statement. It's, it's, it really shows the collective influence of who we are and where we came from. So we're, you know, long story short, we're sitting on we're sitting on two records, and you'll hear hear one in October. That's fantastic. You know, um, I was going to ask you about that because I thought All the Roses was a lot darker than anything on the first album and more malevolent. So it's it's interesting to hear your perspective and insight to why there is such a difference in the tone or the vibe of it. So that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. Yeah, I definitely and hopefully we could talk again when that when that comes out and talk I'd about that to. specifically, you know? I'd love to. Now I have one more last question. I want to be respectful to your time. So when you, Rob Zombie, and John Five are sitting in your tour bus and you're driving from place to place, are you guys all watching horror movies? Yeah, uh, a lot of the time, yeah. Really? Who has the most knowledge of horror movies out of the three of you? Uh, Rob. But, you 
know, he can. He he know he just knows some deep deep cuts and some deep knowledge. I mean, he's he's also got a few years on John and I. Uh, just movie watching years, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, it's <laughs> I've been in the band sixteen years. John's been in the band seventeen years. We're still we're still sitting around talking about the fucking Wolfman. <laughs> like it's, it, it, I guess it speaks to how fun a lot of those movies that we love really are and what great pieces of art they are because they have filled endless afternoons of conversation even if the TV's not on um, it's it's a it's a topic you know at least once a day we talk about other things too we, you know we're 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 all very up and current and on current events and everything we're all we're all you know, read on, on what's going on in the world when I just sitting around talking about Dracula. Of course, right? of course. But but in a way, we kind of are sitting around talking about Dracula. Like it's it's it never gets old. Like just yesterday, we were rehearsing and somebody walked in with a, a Dracula's daughter T-shirt that we none of that the other guys didn't have or you know it's 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 literally a, something that comes up every day and. You know, somebody will do something or say something, or somebody's wearing a T-shirt, or somebody's watching something. And you know, even when we're flying, we're, you know, there's somebody, somebody's watching. That's awesome. Wolfman somewhere. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for your time. It was such an interesting and insightful interview, and uh, I, I wish you the best with the TV show Metals and Monsters because I think it's fantastic, and I hope. I can't wait to see the next ones. Could you say when the next ones are coming out? I mean, can we look forward to the two and three? Um, you, you, you can look forward to them. I wish I could tell you when they're coming out. <laughs> okay. It's a, you know, it's a, it's like I said, it's a big, it's a big moving machine at okay. this point. It's hard for me to even know. But man, do we have some stuff planned? Like I'm just, I'm just so excited. Uh, it's, and and I'm really glad that it's. Uh, I mean, we're only a couple of weeks into it now with the rest of the world's watching it, but it's, I feel like it's slowly finding its, we're finding our people. We knew, we knew they were out there, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I'm one of them and I'm one of them. So I really enjoyed it. I, I wish you the most success with it. I think they're, I think it's fantastic. So kudos to you guys for doing that. Ah, thanks, man. That means a lot. No, my pleasure. And maybe um, I do a lot of photography and concert reviews, so maybe I could connect with you and uh, photograph the show in Sellersville. You got my number. Just shoot me a text, you know, day before. Remind me you're coming out, and I'll leave you any credentials that are required to to do that. Excellent. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you guys. I've never seen you, and I'm looking forward to it, so it's going to be awesome. Thanks, brother. We're going to have fun. Good, good. Thank you again for your time. It was awesome, County. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. And we'll, we'll do it again sometime. Definitely. Have a good day. You too, bro. Bye. Heavy Metal Rock. Oh, my.